0: Good morning. I'm James Holman from The Washington Post, and this is The Daily 202 for Monday, April 8th. In today's news, with Tripoli under siege, American forces evacuate Libya. The U.K. puts the onus on big tech to stop the spread of dangerous content. And the White House says Democrats will never see the president's tax returns. But first, the big idea. President Trump announced Sunday that Kirsten Nielsen has resigned as Secretary of Homeland Security. Replacing her on an acting basis will be Kevin McAleenan, the Commissioner of Customs and Border Protection. The announcement, on Twitter naturally, came shortly after Trump and Nielsen met at the White House. Two senior administration officials say that Nielsen had no intention of quitting when she went to the meeting and that she was forced to step down. This came three days after the White House abruptly yanked the nomination of Ron Vidiello, who had been picked as Trump's Director of Immigration and Customs Enforcement. The president says he wants the nation to go, quote, in a tougher direction on immigration. Trump told aides last fall that he wanted to fire Nielsen, but she appeared to regain her footing after Border Patrol agents used tear gas to repel a large crowd attempting to break through a border fence. This is the kind of tough action Trump said he wants from a DHS secretary. But the president grew frustrated with Nielsen again early this year as the number of migrants continued to rise, and she raised legal concerns about some of Trump's more severe impulses, particularly when his demands clashed with U.S. immigration laws and federal court orders. Nielsen also disagreed with the White House's decision to dump Vidiello. Trump was unhappy with Nielsen in recent weeks because she was in London ahead of a meeting with the group of seven security officials in Paris. He had Nielsen return early from Europe, and she was with him last Friday when he went to visit the border in California. But officials told us on Sunday night that they were struck by the conspicuous lack of praise for Nielsen during the event at the border. White House officials believed that presaged her professional demise. Among those pushing the president to oust Nielsen has been National Security Advisor John Bolton, who has repeatedly told the president that he doesn't think she's the right fit for the job. Nielsen's removal also shows the growing sway of senior advisor Stephen Miller, who has privately derided other officials to the president for not being tough enough and who shares the president's hardline impulses. In a recent Oval Office meeting, Trump told advisors that Miller would be in charge of all immigration initiatives going forward. Now, Nielsen's departure puts another key official in an acting position in Trump's cabinet, someone who has not been Senate-confirmed and who doesn't have permanency. He has interim secretaries at the Departments of Defense, Interior, and Homeland Security, as well as an acting leader at the Office of Management and Budget. An acting administrator will lead the Small Business Administration once Linda McMahon officially leaves her post this Friday, and Mick Mulvaney, the White House Chief of Staff, also serves on an acting basis. What Nielsen's departure also means that there will only be three women left in the cabinet and 15 men. Ken Cuccinelli, a former attorney general of Virginia, is under serious consideration to replace Nielsen permanently. He's been at the White House recently, according to my colleagues Nick Miroff, Josh Dossi, Sungmin Kim, and Maria Sacchetti. Another potential nominee is Energy Secretary Rick Perry. The former Texas governor is seen as the most likely to be easily confirmed by the Senate. Chris Kobach, the former Kansas Secretary of State and a prominent immigration hardliner who lost a governor's race last November, has been floated in the past for the job and is being mentioned in a lot of stories this morning. But he's more likely to stay involved as an advisor because he probably couldn't get confirmed by the Senate. The DHS secretary oversees 240,000 employees and a $50 billion annual budget. It's the third largest department behind defense and the VA. And that's the big idea. Here are three other headlines that should be on your radar. Number one, the head of U.S. Africa Command says American forces in Libya were evacuated out of concern for a brewing war between rival militias near the country's capital. The temporary U.S. pullout after evacuations by other countries and international businesses underscores the fluid and tenuous environment three days after a renegade commander from eastern Libya launched an offensive to seize Tripoli. On Sunday, the U.N.-backed government in Tripoli vowed to defend the capital against General Khalifa Hifter, declaring that his intention is to stage a military coup. This offensive threatens to throw Libya into full blown civil war and usher in the most significant escalation of violence since the 2011 overthrow of Muammar Gaddafi by a popular rebellion, which was backed by NATO airstrikes. By Sunday, at least 21 people have been killed in this latest outbreak of violence and 27 more wounded. Number two, the UK last night unveiled a landmark proposal to penalize Facebook, Google, and other tech giants for failing to stop the spread of harmful content. The aggressive new plan drafted by the United Kingdom's Consumer Protection Authorities and blessed by Prime Minister Theresa May targets a wide array of web content, including child exploitation, false news, terrorist activity, and extreme violence. If approved by Parliament, UK watchdogs would gain unprecedented powers to issue fines and other punishments if social media sites don't swiftly remove the most egregious posts, photos, and videos from public view. Experts say this idea potentially could limit the reach of sites including 8chan, an anonymous message board where graphic violent content often thrives and that played an important role in spreading images of last month's mosque attack in New Zealand. This kind of thing wouldn't fly in the United States because of First Amendment concerns. Number three, acting White House Chief of Staff Mick Mulvaney said House Democrats, quote, will never see Trump's tax returns, abandoning the president's public promises that he wants to and will eventually release them. Mulvaney and other Trump allies spent the weekend casting Democrats as politically motivated for formally asking the Internal Revenue Service to provide them with copies of six years of Trump's personal and business tax returns. Mulvaney contradicted the president at one point during his Fox News Sunday interview by saying that Trump could release his tax returns even though they're under audit. He just doesn't want to. The president says that he can't release taxes that are under audit. Mulvaney also argued that while the law says the IRS... We'll turn over the president's tax returns to Congress if the ways and means chairman requests them. Trump won the election in 2016, so he says the issue's been litigated. Trump's personal attorney, Jay Sukolo, argued on ABC's This Week that the Democrats are using the IRS as a political weapon. He then suggested that Trump could turn around and ask for Nancy Pelosi's tax returns if he's forced to provide his own. And that's the Daily 202 for Monday, April 8th. Thanks for listening. I'm James Holman. I'll talk to you tomorrow.